Cards on the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to On the Table Gaming, episode 64, and I'm Chase, and I'm joined with... Hey, it's Josh. <laughs> it's always good to have you back on, Josh. Yeah, I like to bring the I like to bring the energy early in the morning, Chase. There we go. There we go. I just gonna you know. Uh, so we got a you're, you're becoming like our our big Baratheon player here, and by becoming, I mean you have the contents of starter sets and uh, have access to the basic material. I have everything that's been released up until today. Whew, all right. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about the uh, the new Baratheon stuff that's been spoiled on on the yeah. Facebook page. There's some cool stuff for sure. I've got, I mean, obviously, I pre ordered both of these from Game Nerds. There we go. Uh, oh, so we got to get some of those affiliate links out there for people. If people want to help support the show, check out onthetablegaming.com and we have some posts. And any links that go to Game Nerds off of there will, will help us out. So, ironically enough, I did not use our own affiliate link. <laughs> there we go. You know, as you can tell, we're all about, uh, you know, the money, money, money here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, no, I'm super pumped about these guys showing up in the mail because they're going to be pretty cool. But, you know, speaking of uh, shipments and smugglers here, Davos Seaworth, the hero of Blackwater. That was an early character that was revealed on the Facebook page by the game developer. It's kind of cool seeing like Fabio and Michael like alternate off on revealing stuff. Yes, definitely. This is a fan favorite character for me, certainly, not only in the books, but in the show as well. And we got a commander version. Now, this guy's really cool. In that he's he's the first character we see that breaks the mold of traditional commanders. Really? So he actually full on replaces a card in the standard deck, which is we've never seen that before. No, yeah. Uh now that being said, it does replace ours is the fury. And so that's the Baratheon card where after a friendly combat unit is attacked, but not destroyed with melee. That unit may make a free melee attack against the attacker. If you control the crown, they may also roll their highest attack die value regardless of remaining ranks. That's that's a that's a pretty good Baratheon card to be replaced. So that uh, gets yeah. <laughs> that gets taken out of the base deck. So that's like your high lords abilities, like these these Baratheon abilities. And so it gets completely pulled out of your base neutral deck and is replaced with flea bottom tricks. When a friendly combat unit activates, that unit may make a free march or maneuver action. I think that's something that the Baratheons could really use as like an alternative to a lot of their effects are driven around countercharging, counterattacking. And it's like, it's a really cool faction identity, but I think in some instances, this is going to be more where you want to be, you know, something that requires a little bit more mobility um you know having a free march or maneuver action so this is like swift advance but it's even better because you could march too um Jeez. and it's when is, you activate uh, mm -hmm. that's great setting up a turn i mean think about like something that's like a slow unit like okay well i'm way out of range of your sentinels but you know hang on a second they just took a free march action to go up 10 inches and now they can actually activate yeah that's you know i almost this in many ways like kind of pulls me towards the stannis commander more than anything else i've seen so far because even in our games um you know we've had some targaryen games but really i've enjoyed my free folk games against baratheon because it feels like you can kind of run circles around them like all their weaknesses are like the best for free folk I, i'm like you know you can outmaneuver them they're slow i get the objectives first i can bog you down having something like this that lets you throw you know a unit up the board um that just adds a little bit more unpredictability Sure. And well, and we all, the other thing we have to read is, of course, his, his ability, which is Pathfinder, which gives the unit plus one man, uh, maneuver speed and then ignores dangerous, hindering, and rough. 
So that's also like adding to, you think about using that card with that effect, you know, you're, you know, you know, your, your uh, Sentinel's running 12 inches in a turn. So they're as fast as like a, you know, unit of berserkers. Yeah. I think that's, what's really, it's kind of the, it cuts both ways right now about Baratheons is there's so few options. Mm. Um, and there's not a lot of things you can do to be not very predictable, right? It's a lot of things you can kind of see coming. If you read through the basic tactics cards deck and you're like, okay, you've got just a starter set here. Um, I think as the faction develops more, I think those sort of more nuanced, I mean, really what Baratheons need more so even than these commanders, which are awesome, but we just need like an additional unit. I think an additional unit is really important. I think the other thing is like commanders like this that that aren't playing the same game as like every other Baratheon commander of, of which there's only two right now, right? Right. Um, you know, this is going to give you sort of a different look. I think some of the, like ours is the Fury is a really rough one uh, to pull off when you play against Starks, for example, and they play Winter is Coming and you just can't play uh, Tactics cards. Or you're playing Lannisters and they counterplot. So I think, you know, not really being overly reliant on that that theme of counterattacking and countercharging is probably a good idea because otherwise if you run into something that's like a you know more of a control type of build um you know then you can have a little more flexibility now from a lore perspective you know i don't know is that does davos is that a commander you're like you want to play for the, the the kind of the coolness factor or are there other people you're holding out for for baratheons it's kind of cool. It's like he's like sneaking around. I almost, I mean, I almost thought he would be like more of like a deep striking kind of uh, commander where like sort of like Brendan Tully deploy off the board and come on from the side, you know, um, more of like that smuggler's angle. But I think this kind of gets to the same point. Um, we don't know what the rest of his tactics cards do though, right? We do not. <clears throat> and I have to say a deep striking Baratheon in it would be terrifying. That'd be <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> it'd be like, well, and just, you know, for their hardiness and uh, although maybe it'd be better because it'd be like isolated and the rest of the army would take a while to get to him to back it up i don't know um, exactly I, I think i mean just imagine those stagnites like just running in the oh god it'd be pretty sweet but then you'd also they'd be stagnites so that'd be a little rough <laughs> are, are the stagnites your new um what were the guys from the warrior sons yeah they're new warrior yeah. sons yeah they are I, I think they are i mean i think everyone can agree like just looking at them on paper is like these guys are not an eight-point unit. Um, they're definitely they have the potential to be strong. And if you play uh, a tactics card, like you know, being able to get extra attacks before they die, which they definitely will, um, can be awesome. But the only problem is, is like, you know, if you don't pull that off, if your counterattacks aren't super effective, or if your enemy cancels the uh, tactics cards you play, like if you have a failed charge or whatever. Mm, I mean, they, they kind of stink. They I just, you know, their first attack is seven dice on a three plus with no bonus at all on full ranks. It's like, yeah, so I, like, I love like sworn swords, <laughs> you know, those, slightly better. Early few games we played, you're like, there's been a lot of talk about how stagnites aren't so great. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. So let, let, let me just, you know, let's test it out. And I feel like through not even like maneuverability, like the, you playing them, I feel like you had some just horrendous dice rolls as well. Oh, yeah. um, but they, they, uh, they did not, have the best time in some of those games i mean there were games where like you know they were able to charge into you know cal drogo's unit of veterans do some damage take some damage and then before they die they, they got that magical swing at the end uh yeah. by playing that tactics card and so it was cool to like kill stuff on your turn with them but that's basically like the best i could hope for with them because generally speaking they just didn't really clear weight but we'll see you know how they develop out and you know 
I don't know. I'm I'm excited to play into them more. Yeah, I think every every unit changes a little bit, like based on the commander and, and like the tactics card. So it's it's definitely. Um, I just think right out of the box, you know, considering Baratheons are a pure infantry army, unless you start throwing in neutrals, which I recommend that you do. You know, they're they're a little bit tougher to use uh, the stagnites just because there's so many points and they just really don't push out enough damage or or they're not maneuverable enough. So then not only do we have Davos Seaworth, we also have his son, uh, Devin Seaworth, the King Squire. And he's a two-point character attachment, loyalty Baratheon, as both of them had. Uh, Stannis, he's got his old... Stannis Baratheon specifically. What did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you said loyalty Baratheon. Technically, <laughs> that would be all of the... <laughs> Oh, just gonna be the true the true baratheon here all right exactly i get it every time we say that in like the discord someone will be like you know the, the true king the true baratheon king and they'll all be like joffrey is it joffrey and it's like guys oh, no. God. Um, <laughs> so he's got his order reckless uh heroism um when this unit declares a charge action this unit suffers d3 wounds but counts as rolling a six for any charge die distance roll he's got true loyalist if he's attached to a unit with loyalty when attacking with only one remaining rank this unit may count as having two remaining ranks instead. This is like stapling two very situational abilities onto one card. Is that, I, yeah, is that I, good? I don't know. I mean, it's all just like, it's like, it seems like it's built for something specific that we don't know. Like true loyalist, like, like, yay. Like, well, we don't have any loyalty uh, Stannis units. Well, yeah. So... Right. Cool. Well, no, yeah that's true yeah i mean there's got to be <laughs> like down the line like woohoo um but right now it's a mystery and so whatever that thing might be mm. would we want to suffer d3 wounds what if it was like a berserker sort of unit Baratheon the commanders berserker? the commanders convey loyalty though right or no but on the unit they're in you can only put one one uh commander unit per unit Okay, so then I guess this is like a teaser for something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so, so then hard to get excited. Yeah, I, I but, think this is a hard know, hard pass for right now. I mean, but let's say do, do you want to take does become do you a unit, speculation? Like, do you think it's going to be when it comes out? Like, there's going to be a unit that this is like just amazing, like because you want to do wounds to it, and the six is going to just going to be like, oh, this is an amazing combination. Or is it going to be like you can do D three wounds to like a Baratheon Warden type unit where you're like, why do I don't want to hurt them? Yeah, I don't know how helpful that is. I mean, yeah, that's weird. That seems like a maybe that'll come up eventually. But even if it does, like, is that really good that you're plus one rank? Because usually the units that want to get wounded, right, like Berserkers, mm -hmm. like they get more powerful the less ranks that they have. So this is going to be a unit where you want them to get wounded, but at the same time, you want rank. Bonuses. You want to have ranks, which is like kind of you know pulling against itself uh i i yeah i mean we don't know because obviously like there's right. this is something that hasn't come out yet but right now it looks really bad uh <laughs> we'll i wonder see. or will it be a unit yeah no it's got to be loyalty baratheon so yeah. or no it's got to just have the, the loyalty keyword no no it's got to be loyalty uh stannis baratheon so i was like it's not even a unit that you might take in like a renly army but in the brat in the, in the stannis army it's actually like way better because you can be put into it he confer hmm. loyalty to the unit he's in no i don't think so no okay weird so so all right so i don't know i might have to revisit that i'm not exactly sure how wait a second you're the you're the baratheon player here what am i what am i, what am I? yeah i didn't open the rule book it's up above the <laughs> up above the uh, wall we have no loyalty well so so i would say uh this guy seems really bad um the order reckless heroism i mean i guess 
I mean, how often is that going to come up that, you know, like you want to guarantee a charge? Well, yeah, that's once great. A, only but once around. <laughs> once around, you take wounds in response and it's one unit. Like you kind of have to like position it. So you're like, I'm going to make sure that I can pull this off. It's like, that doesn't, I don't know where that fits. Well, with him and his dad, you're going to be able to potentially go very far off the board and then make that extra charge. And for a commander and two additional points in a unit, set up a, a possible situation. I think Devin Seaworth died before he got to battle. <laughs> in this case, I think this card <laughs> is not going to see a lot of play. I think this is the, uh, the oh. version of Devin that gets, spoiler alert, we'll hope for a unit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe there'll be something that pulls him out right now, but for, for the moment, it seems really rough. I, then of course we have on the, the Renly side, we have Loris Tyrell. Uh, the Knight of Flowers is the commander version. And then we have the King Squire, which is the attachment version, which is interesting because the King Squire, God, I've got to go back and look at the books. Was he a squire at the time he's introduced? Oh, it, he's Sir he Lord. Knight? Yeah, yeah, he's Sir Lord. So, so this is like an early version. Like maybe we'll have also a knight. Um, maybe, or maybe that's just an expression. Okay, maybe the king squire. Maybe you're right. Well, maybe we'll start the with the commander like another version term here. for boyfriend. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, so what, com <laughs> the commander version. Then we'll start with him. So that's the yeah, knight that's... of flowers. Um, expert duelist. We're seeing that show up again. Each time this unit makes a melee attack against an enemy infantry unit, it deals one additional wound. If there is an attachment in that unit, you may instead roll a die on a three plus, kill that attachment. So this is like an anti-Joffrey tech sort of thing? I guess so, yeah. Are people taking a lot of name I mean, attachments or attachments in general? I mean, a lot of people that run like really elite lists that are, you know, like low four combat unit lists where they're, they're really stocking in like really essential attachments. I mean, this is a great way to sort of shut down that style of play. Yeah. Just like snipe like, Jon Snow out of nowhere. Yeah. And even in times when like you can't get that matchup you want, it's going to at least force them to adapt on the battlefield and stay out of your charge lanes or, you know, keep them away from this unit. I think that's probably more likely the, the usefulness of this. I mean, I almost wish that this guy was available in the same unit as um, Davos. Because mm -hmm. uh, then you can kind of like, you know, put this guy on one side. He, they put their commander on the others to avoid him. But then you kind of use Davos to run this guy over to the other side and engage the commander. I think that would be really cool. But oh. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's still value in kind of forcing your opponent to react to something like this, like the threat of activation. I mean, even now with skin changers just on the horizon for free folk, you know, sometimes you want to have the enemy, you know, get in a spot where then you can trigger your bear to attack or something. And, you know, he can even pick off lesser attachments. Although, I mean, I really, Joffrey, I think, is where you want to go. Rickon, people like that. Exactly. Uh, he's got his overgrowth card. When a friendly combat unit makes a melee attack before attack dice are rolled, for each enemy rank destroyed by this attack, this unit may restore D3 wounds. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Um, so for each rank destroyed, I mean, that could be massive. If you have like, let's say, you know, one guy left in the, the last rank and then like, you yeah, know, you just have to kill five guys and you can restore two D3 wounds. That's pretty, pretty good. And that sort of seems to be the faction identity for the, the Renly forces right now, right? Is it a little bit like more on the rejuvenation side? Yes. And and there is some uh, like they will make me king, which like deals two unit wounds to all units engaged with that unit. Um, 
so that's pretty good but yeah a lot of their stuff is based around sort of like recovering wounds or removing uh condition tokens which i think is interesting i, I mean that might be for my for my baratheon forces i might start trying to paint them up in a renly side um i always joked about it just more so to to kind of annoy mark from a song of empire builder who is a strong strong stannis supporter just to be like oh renly renly but now that i look at it i think renly might be more interesting to me or at least the renly uh, loyalty side i really want to see what the units are that come out yeah for sure i mean i i think the renly the renly side is definitely shaping up to be pretty interesting and it you know given this card and some other cards coming down the road it seems like um tyrells are probably going to not be their own faction that they're going to be like a sub faction maybe within uh baratheon right or maybe the also sorry i was gonna say they might also be affiliated with uh lannisters at some point you, you know could be oh that would be really interesting if there was like using this loyalty keyword to start mixing things like cross factions i mean like, like if, if you think if about you it took, like, like uh, marjorie tar if you took marjorie tyrell in the lannister hero box or something that might come out then you could have like loyalty renly units in the lannister army or some weird way to mix it up i mean they've done stuff like that before with like craster right like he's like yeah watch or free folk it's kind of like they can they can i mean there's definitely a lot of crossing uh faction lines so i don't think this like writes that off as their own faction but uh it seems like maybe they're uh falling more yeah. under the um you know like the boltons or the phrase and then we have loris tyrell the king squire the two-point attachment he's got precision the units melee attacks gain precision hits from rolls of six do not allow defense saves depending on the units available once Mama. again <laughs> but two points like um i don't know like what do you have now that you would put that in uh nothing i would say uh i, I think the only thing that might happen is like become, no that's no the only one is stagnates maybe because what you want to do is obviously like the, the combo is precision crit crit low. yeah right and then the only way you can pull that off is if you put them in stagnates which we talked about but <laughs> you know um that's a 10 point unit that's a 10 point unit um and you have to lose a rank before you can even pull off that maneuver so i don't know yeah i don't know i mean i guess it's hard talking about this right now because so much is a mystery like i'm really really excited um but it's hard also sometimes you see people on the facebook group get like the Facebook group tends to, tends to pull out kind of like the extremes of people and that people get like really, really down on this stuff. And it's so early, right? We're giving like pieces. We're like, what's this going to look like? Um, but it's, it's hard to see the puzzle right now though, right? Right. Like, well, it like, seems like really too, like people, you know, you got to compare apples to apples, right? So like units that, like armies rather that have factions that have been out for a while, like they have a lot more options, you know, they just, they right. just do. And so, it's tough. I think if, I, I just can imagine like if I was like a Baratheon player and I just bought a starter to like get into it and like dip my toe in that. Yeah, I might struggle a little bit, but I think that, you know, people just have to keep in mind that the factions grow pretty rapidly. Like, you know, six months from now, this, this faction might have a whole bunch more stuff to play with and can be completely different. And I think in the meantime, assuming you have some neutrals to fill in the, the sort of like the, the gaps, I think this will, you know, that kind of takes care of that problem right now though, Loras, eh, don't really see it not to be that guy but i think loris tyrell is a very popular character his art what how would you describe that face he's making like what what is that expression i think he's uh saying duh <laughs> i think that's what he's 
I think that, that's what he said. That actually really, really encapsulated. He just, is it like, it's not like a sneer. It's, it looks like he just got like a, a whiff of like horse manure or something. Like he's got this weird, like, uh, he finds something repugnant. I, I, I don't know. I think he's like literally looking down his nose at someone right now. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I guess you're right. It's just, the art I feel like is so good for this game. And that one is not bad art. It's just like something about it is just a little bit off. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, you know, if you're an artist out there and you happen to hear this or something like, no, you did a good job. But that facial expression. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's, it's going to come out and they're going to be like, actually, this was a CMON employee that we modeled it off after. And you just insulted somebody. <laughs> Somebody's face. So, is just, I know, oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, then we also have some NCUs. And boy, are these NCUs awesome. And they are probably equally awesome as they are expensive. So we have two five-point NCUs, uh, starting off with Melisandra, the Red Woman. Loyalty, Stannis Baratheon. Sacrifice to the Lord of Light is her ability. So when Melisandra activates, one enemy combat unit suffers a panic test. Before they roll, you may target a friendly infantry unit and deal them one to three wounds. For each wound dealt, the enemy suffers negative one to their panic test roll and plus one additional wound if they fail. Huh. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a high risk, but high reward kind of situation, right? I mean, it can definitely, so, the, the crown zap is pretty and, gross. And yeah, oh my gosh. So we've, uh, we've had some debate about this online. People have interpreted this card in different ways. And the way we've sort of kind of come down on it is, so some people are saying, hey, you, you have your unit suffer one to three wounds. And then for each number of wounds they get, it's an additional negative one. So you take three wounds, it's a negative three to their panic test. And then no matter what you roll, if they fail, they take plus one wound. So it'd be D3 plus two. Other people are saying, hey, no, it's, it's you take one to three wounds, it's you know, one to three minuses on their panic test, and then an additional one wound for every wound you spent. Because uh, look, yeah, for, for each wound dealt, right, to yourself, yep. the enemy suffers minus one and plus one additional wound if they fail. So it's, it's, it would be, if you took three wounds, you would take a minus three to the panic and uh, plus three. three additional wounds. Exactly. So, you know, in yeah, a yeah, faction yeah. where if they, if they get access to cut them down, you could have a situation where you take the crown, it, uh, oh, sorry, you activate and you take three wounds and you blast somebody with this, and if they're engaged with a unit that has cut them down, they would take, you know, a negative three panic test, and then a D3 plus, uh, let's be four, five, six wounds. Is that right? It'd be a D3 plus one, plus another three, so that could be four. Could we read cut them down for the folks that aren't familiar? Who has it, too? I think we should probably mention that. Well, nobody really right now. They don't have it in the Brathian faction. See, um, Neutral. Uh, so, you know, so we get this weird pie in the sky situation here. So if there was a unit that had cut them down, the Baratheon forces, or right now, I guess maybe you could do it with someone like Ramsey Snow, the sadist version, they have cut them down. So when an enemy engaged with this unit fails a panic test, they suffer two additional wounds. So you could have a situation where you have a unit engaged that has cut them down with your enemy. You activate Melisandre. Since you're activating her, that's when her ability goes off. So Varys doesn't even have a chance to counterplot her. That unit, you make your unit take three wounds. The enemy takes a, a panic test with a minus three. And then they would take a D3 plus one wound, plus an additional three wounds, plus an additional two wounds uh, for your cut them down. 
You're so, saying six wounds off the rip, right? Because it'd be five. Right. So it's the three that you took to yourself. Yep. The extra two from cut them down. You get the extra one by default for the, the panic test fail. And then the D3 wounds. So you could do as many as nine wounds. And then, the and then when you claim the crown as a part of her activation, she activates, does this, then claims the crown, and then zap them again for a D3 plus one panic test with cut it's them only down when again. She activates though, right? So you can't right. do it more than once a turn. Right, right. But the still is like the cut them down would trigger again. And maybe this is more of me talking about cut them down than her ability. Oh, but, yeah. But yeah, that yeah. crown, you could delete an entire unit just off her activation. You'd sort well, so it, yeah, I think the I mean, the only thing I'd say about that is that that does require a lot of setup, right? That's true. Because you have to you have to have Ramsey Snow in a unit, which he's a three point attachment, which I, you right. know, I feel about that. But then you have to get engaged with the unit <laughs> and stay engaged, right? So you've charged them, they've charged you, whatever. She activates and all this stuff fires off. You still have to take wounds yourself. I mean, it's not to say that it isn't ridiculously powerful because obviously if you could deal nine auto wounds or something, the only problem right. I have with it is they might succeed in their panic test. That's true. And that would really suck. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a potential to be pretty good. I mean, it really depends on what you're trying to do with it, right? Like, and everyone can like wrap their head around like, ooh, what if we nuke a giant before he gets to do anything right. at all? Like, that's pretty damn good. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I don't need any more of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So Plus you can throw her on top of the, the wealth zone so that she activates, you trigger this ability and then immediately recover the wounds that you took to deal the wounds in the first place. Like that's, that's a pretty good turn one play. Yeah. Yeah, man, it really is. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I really do think this means that there's got to be, this is a conspiratory, t- con, uh, conspiratory like tinfoil hat moment. There's got to be some sort of units, though, that want to get wounded in their faction. It feels like that's the direction they want to go, or even if they don't want to get wounded, but that's like kind of their thing is that like they take wounds to push out extra damage. Like, you know, yeah. maybe maybe it's not like they get better by being wounded, but they do like being wounded or they do like tend to wound themselves to push through more damage. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. So also we're kind of in this era now of the big five-point NCUs. Uh, the NCUs are huge. I mean, like that five points is like, a, that's a whole unit. I mean, you I know? was just thinking about uh, on our last episode, Michael Rumsbaum was talking about how in his meta, everybody takes three NCUs. You just do it. But if you're, if you're playing, you know, uh, a 40-point game, 15 points of NCUs, like that'd be impossible. Or maybe not impossible, but it's right. you know less than ideal. Um, so it takes three NCUs. I mean, I always find myself. I, I think I prefer five and five and two, like five combat units, two NCUs. Yeah, because if you both take three NCUs, then by default, every turn one of you is going to not get to activate all three of your guys. Is that good? Yeah, that, I think what he was arguing was that yeah, I think maybe it is. He, he was saying as a free folk perspective that like you need to take it because your opponents are taking three as well. Oh, and yeah, his, I mean, and I think German folk meta, just generally, they can fit yeah, more stuff in there. Right, but in the, he's saying generally in, in the, the German humanity, in the German meta, that a lot of the top players, he's saying like, you know, the top 50% of lists all take three NCUs, which is a kind of a very different style of play. Like we already have kind of like a European style and like a American style of play. Also have Elena uh, Tyrell, um, the Queen of Thorns. Now, this is such, if you've watched the shows, which I'm assuming most of our audience that plays this game has either read the books or watched the shows, uh, man, her character in Game of Thrones was just played so well. You know, I, I'm excited. I think this is just a fan favorite character. 
I love it. And so I think this character is just going to be great to get in there. So what does this character actually do? Um, when Elena claims a zone on the tactics board, one enemy NCU loses all abilities until the end of the round. So she just shuts people down. I mean, that's not nothing. I mean, until the end of the long. round. Yes. That's your first Char action on the first turn. You're like, sorry, whatever, Varys. Maybe another turn. Or Walder Frey. Meh. <laughs> There's definitely some juicy targets out there for you, you know. Uh, I, I think uh, now here's a question for you: What happens if you've already influenced me? Is that part of your? Is that part of your abilities? I think once abilities are out, they stay out. That's what I think, right? Yeah. So I wonder, like, what the best thing? Do, I mean, yeah, I, it depends on like. If, I think if you're if in your meta, there's a ton of like really high point devastating powerful ncus that you want to shut down you got elena the only problem with that i have is that you kind of have to do this before they get to do what they're going to do mm -hmm. which you know in some circumstances is going to be a little harder to, to to pull off a little bit you know it kind of like makes you play suboptimally to get the most out of her you know what i mean like you have to do this early um and so maybe i'm giving away something else to you know take that activation when I might actually want to pursue something else. I mean, obviously like she can claim a zone that you want to take anyway, or like a combat space or whatever, but that's the only thing I think is like, you know, you kind of want to have to play her up front so that you can cancel the NCU for the rest of that round. And that might not always be advantageous. Yeah. And the other thing is just, you know, five points. I mean, this is a very powerful ability, you know, and we're comparing maybe two units like at five points, Ferris or, uh, Jacques Nagar, who maybe is actually on the weaker end of five-point units. And then Walder Frey, I think, is the big one. You know, she kind of can bully out most others except for that activation element. Uh, and I think I think for her, like, she'd be really good with, like, making sure that you're able to, like, pull off your tactics cards. So, like, any kind of commanders, like, you know, that are, are sort of NCUs, rather, that might impact that ability to use uh, your cards. She kind of protects that strategy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, because so like Walter Frey blocking like the Stagnite's abilities is just horrible, right? Right. Because <laughs> right, now they're like yeah. really bad. You're like, uh, uh, yeah. So, so her stopping that from happening is obviously huge. I think that's. I mean, the thing is, is this is going to be good like for the duration of the game's life because more NCU is going to be added into the game, and she'll always mm -hmm. be an option you can reach to if there's some sort of crazy meta-defining character that comes out that you can just shut down. Here's a question I have for you, more of like a game philosophy standpoint. Do you like effects like this? Do you like playing against or with effects like this? I don't. Typically, I don't. You know, in a in a ideal world, you know, I thought Varus was very annoying. But with the token number, like when it's like you have a certain number of tokens, like I thought four tokens on him, like that. I thought that was kind of a lot. I'd be happy to see units like this that had like three tokens, where maybe for half the game it's a threat. But it's not, uh, you know, forever. I think I think disruption is cool. Like I think it's like good to have. I, but I also find like it can also be like really like a huge turnoff just because like you invest a lot of points in doing something like interesting and like you know if, if I take Walder Frey and like he's another unit that shuts something down right, which is also annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. So maybe that's like the argument is like, well, I'm just being annoying to your annoying guy. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know if I always like that sort of style of character who just like turns off abilities uh completely it just doesn't i mean it's kind well, of hard to stop and it's a little bit like yeah, is that really good for the game right i don't know and like it doesn't present a unique decision point 
like how much of a how much of a dick do you want to be <laughs> to well, guess, your opponent? Right, right. But I mean, like, so what's <laughs> yeah. the decision here? The decision is like how early you're going to activate yeah. in the round. Yes, exactly. uh, and it's basically meaning that you're going to have to stall out and lose early activations to get this going. Uh, but maybe Renly with healing and stuff like it doesn't matter. It's like they can take a little bit more punishment. But I don't know. It's like there's no decision point on the other side. There's no counterplay. That's what you know? I don't like about it. It's like it's not like a roll. It's not like a it's like a guarantee full stop. I'm going to do this too bad, you know, Yeah. which I think can kind of create some feel bads. I mean, it's is, is it more oppressive than Walter Frey? I don't think so. He has like I mean, obviously, like his counterplay is stop him from taking which basically they need the crown yeah the crown zone and there is that first if you're the first player or first player um that's that's a little tough but um and i feel like that's like a weird like added in thing like were they balancing it and they were like oh you know sometimes it's not working and let's give it if you're the first player so half the time it will definitely work yeah and the other half the time you have to make sure you get the crown first which is like forcing you into like making that decision of like i'm just going to jump on the crown because i don't want him to shut off my abilities right yeah my problem is that with the these five point attach uh, five point ncus is that um a lot of them are, are dealing with other five point ncus um there's this weird like arms race thing where it's like oh i want to take her to deal with this other five point ncu and everyone's like oh i want to take this five point ncu because if they don't take her it does sort of take away from some of these lesser options because she'll just like straight up bully your Picel or your, you know, Mance or Lady Val. That's, oh, I guess, yeah, that, that's kind of rough. <clears throat> I guess Lady Val wouldn't matter because it's just when they claim a zone, they replace. So maybe in a weird way, she's encouraging some of those lower NCUs. Well, no, because it's, it's if they activate early or not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, eh, I don't know. I, I personally like it's not my style to like shut people down i mean i might do that if i have to like obviously i played a lot of varus like in the old the old wham days um just because it is so good to be able to like you know those moments when you're about to like play a card and do something crazy or you know you're going to take a, a spot on the zone you know a spot on the tactics board and you know, turn the whole game around it's like really great to be able to just go now nah, cancel that especially back when the game first started you could attempt that as many times as you want as many co tokens as you have right. so like you're like right you save up for that like one opportunity you go nah you're not gonna get to do that at all you know right um so i'm not like totally averse to control but i just don't like it when it's like like this where you have like it just like a, yeah there's you can't stop that from happening you can kill her though right isn't there like one attachment like or a ncu that can kill ncus uh Who am I thinking for night's watch so Night's Watch, I mean, has Corn Halfhand that can shut this down. Uh, so Corn's ability is a once per game at the start of the round, target one enemy unit and then kill Corn. That enemy unit may not activate this round. So you could shut her down for a, a round at the cost of a four-point NCU. I don't know. I that may not had... be the way you want to go. Jockin. It's Jockin oh, Hagar's mysterious prisoner. So he's always the last but not model destroyed. When this unit is destroyed, your opponent may kill. So this would be you. May kill one of your friendly attachments or NCUs. So if you put Jock and Hagar in, in you know, you put him in one of your enemy's trays, you kill that unit. When he dies, you can kill their NCU. Okay. So, I mean, that's another setup there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's one faction. But, like, still, like, could you imagine how much that would suck? Yeah. No, that would be a bad day. <laughs> 
So I don't know. What do you what do you think? Are you excited for these hero boxes for what you've seen so far? Totally. I think there's a lot of really good stuff here. I mean, I think uh, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm continuing to be interested mostly in the Stannis stuff. I mean, I think Renly's got some interesting things. I really want to see like what the next couple of units are going to look like. Um, I still think that's that's one area where the Baratheons are maybe falling a little flat for some people. But, you know, all it takes is like one or two. Does it feel like we're, I almost feel like we're getting this faction like backwards where before it was like, oh, you know, I got my, uh, my free folk or my night's watch and I got a few additional units. And then it's like all the hero box suddenly like makes all these pieces fit together in different ways where we're getting the heroes box. And it's like, oh, all these things like seem interesting, but I've only got three pieces to plug them with. Like what are the payoffs there? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. It does feel a little. I mean, speaking of neutrals, though, I mean, like, can we really complain? Because like they, <laughs> they had like three units for like two years almost. Right. That is true. That is true. So <laughs> I think if any faction has dealt has has been extremely patient, it was those guys. I mean, like, granted, they had some very good units. Um, you know, so you could play that faction, but um, yeah, it does feel like yeah. I'd I'd rather have more units in hero boxes and get hero boxes to kind of remix what you already have. But if you have only three things to choose from, it's like eh, how much can you really do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, well, sort of just kind of a quick uh, chat about the Baratheon stuff that's been spoiled. Uh, there's been a bunch of visions in the flame things that have come out that are kind of relooking at the Night's Watch and the Free Folk. I'm going to be excited to jump in on that in a little bit more depth once we see everything, because you know some of the changes that are being made. You know, uh, Night's Watch conscripts getting insignificant, for example, are really impactful. But there may be other force multipliers that get revealed or things that maybe undercut other strengths in the faction. And I'm hesitant to jump in and give kind of like an overall picture of of what these changes are until we kind of see a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think uh, once once that stuff comes out, we'll have to do a, a deep dive into that. So thanks for listening, guys. And in the meantime, I hope you get your miniatures on the table.